Hey everyone, welcome to Resilience Unraveled. This podcast is the result of my fascination with subjects like resilience, accountability, burnout, life fulfillment and other life and work-based performance issues, as well as many of the other obsessions I bump into in my life. I spend my time working with highly successful teams, people and organisations, and this podcast introduces their remarkable stories and expertise, as well as my own synthesis of the key issues, strategies, tips, tools and resources to thrive in life. If you find this podcast useful, why not go over to our site qedod.com. If you'd like some resources on how to manage and beat burnout, head to qedod.com forward slash burnout 2019 for some goodies. Stay tuned to the end to find out details of how to order a free ebook. Enjoy the podcast. So today I'm very excited to be talking to Christine of Sepian. So hi, Christine. Hello, how are you? Thanks for having me. I'm very pleased to um, be chatting to you. And judging by your accent, you're, um, you hail from across the pond. Yes, uh, Los Angeles, California. Wow, <laughs> fantastic. And how is Los Angeles at the moment? It's beautiful and sunny, but a bit cold. Right. I was in your neck of the woods recently, and um, <laughs> as I flew through the airport, came through the airport, it was lovely and warm. I had my shorts on. I came back to England and went knee deep in water. So it's uh, <laughs> it's it's a bit of a culture shock to be home. But there you go. And, I, <laughs> and um, I've spent some time in Hawaii, and I noticed you have some um, some experience in one of the Hawaiian healing modalities, which I yes. find fascinating. But um, let's well let's let's start the let's start our conversation by why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, my story is um, very interesting. Uh, up until close to 11 years ago, I used to be in accounting and my world changed um, due to my emotional state. Uh, I just was in a really bad place. I did not enjoy my career and it took a toll on my emotions and my emotions turned into physical and my doctor uh, once one of my visits, which was weekly visits to the doctor, mind you, uh, because my body was just deteriorating very quickly, mm-hmm. I found myself, my doctor showed me, and back in the day, they were not electronic yet, so there were physical files, and he showed me my file and said, uh, you must change something or you won't survive more than two years. And I said, why? He said, because your file looks like an 82-year-old woman's file. And I, was, wow. I wasn't even in my 30s yet. So that kind of was a wake-up call and my transition from being in, a, in accounting to where I am today is not by accident. It was very much divinely guided and it was my purpose, which I wanted to and needed to realize most of my life as a child. I knew exactly who I was, but as life took its toll and society forces certain things and I was moved from my home country, Armenia, to United States. Uh, of course, family wants you to be safe and secure and have a career, a solid foundation and a paycheck. Um, I stumbled upon accounting and that was 10 years of my life. And until I realized that and when we're not in our purpose, um, life is just, it's its a dread, it's suffering, it's filled with a lot of struggle. And um, worst of all is it, it then turns into physical because when you vibrate low all the time because of emotions, because you're not in your purpose and aligned with your higher self, you, your vibration just 
is low and due to that the physical body begins to uh it takes a toll on the physical body so then i so so just to unpack that a little bit because i think a lot of people um don't appreciate this idea of being in the wrong job and the the physical Mm -hmm. effect the physical effect it has on you don't you and so and so people who are having physical things often think there's a physical cause and therefore it's a physical uh, treatment or a physical solution so can you just talk a little bit more about that Absolutely. So 70% of our really pain and whether physical or emotional it is due to us not being aligned with our true self of who we are, what we're meant to be doing in this lifetime. Therefore, as um, the perfect example, it takes a toll on your physical body, but the physical body deteriorates because of the emotions. It's not because of anything else. It, it could be, and it doesn't necessarily have to be connected to a job. It could be a trauma. It can be an experience, a memory, a story from childhood that has um, been lingering in the energy field and it's stuck energy and that causes a lot of you know, other obstacles later on in life. As many of my clients that come my way, there's always some route to either a story, a memory, or an experience that causes for their physical body or emotional state to fall apart. And, and it's fascinating, isn't it? Because you often see the manifestation of this in the way that Absolutely. We, but particularly in the way we breathe. And, Absolutely. Um, and I think it's become very fashionable to talk about people breathing um, in a more appropriate way. And I know you've got some views on that. What, what, what's, what's, where, do, where do you stand on the breathing, I think? Absolutely. So the breathing is, of course, the breath has in many, many, whether uh, cultures or spiritual beliefs, we understand that the breath is divine. It's, it's your spirit, it's your soul breathing life through you. And the unfortunate thing is that when we are not in a positive state, the first thing that gets affected is the breath. Yeah. We do as babies, we always, always breathe through the belly and fully, completely, which gets the oxygen to the mind, to the body easily. But uh, what happens as we become adults, as life gets in the way, as stress comes our way, as anxiety and any of those negative emotions come uh, our way, we tend to either stop breathing or we do a lot of shallow chest breathing, which is one of the biggest thing that causes anxiety in the first place. As oftentimes with my clients, when I just watch their breathing when they first come into the session and then I bring it to their attention, they're like, oh my God, I'm not breathing or I'm doing such shallow breathing. And the moment I bring it to their attention, they take a deep breath and they're like, oh, I feel lighter already. Mm -hmm. And so when I do breath work with my clients, and it's not just a slow breathing to calm you down. It's a sequence of a breathing technique that really flushes you out. It over, overly oxygenates your body. Your pH goes up. Your CO2 goes down. It's a whole process. And it's been called 20 years of therapy without even talking. So the breath work that I do with my clients is uh, very powerful. A, a lot of incredible experiences have been experienced by my clients of astro travel and channeling and getting information from you know angels guardian angels spirit animals i mean you name it whatever my clients believe in and connect with it's 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 an incredible experience truly and i think people underestimate the effects of breathing on sleep and yeah. um, if you know, we, we, we look today particularly, don't we, it's thinking about stress and anxiety, depression, and linking sleep 
diet um, exercise together and I think um, do you have any sort of views around this sort of breathing and sleep thing absolutely so of course uh, the number one thing to do is always to not only just focus on one thing because I noticed that happening with people thinking oh I can just eat healthy and I'll be fine or I can just eat exercise and I'll be fine and, and that's not it the mind body and soul have to be aligned and in balance which means you can't just also eat right and exercise and think you're going to be fine because if you're not nourishing your soul, your spirit, you're not nourishing your, your mind with positivity or healing or, or letting go of past obstacles, then it's still not, there's no balance. So that uh, tends to happen a lot that people always leave out the spiritual aspect of it, which is the emotional state, which is the inner world, which is why I, so many of my clients could be, you know, and trainers or they're, you know, being trained by professionals and they're eating healthy. Yet when they come to me, the first thing they do is break down, start crying and say, I feel empty inside. Mm. It's because the both worlds have to, the physical and the metaphysical worlds have, need to be nourished for us to be balanced. And that's sort of homeostasis. Is, yes. is actually really important, isn't it? You have to balance the body. And, I, and, I'm, t- and I'm taking back to the, the point you were making, you know, I meet many people in the physical world, particularly the world of work, who are suffering from burnout, which is effectively what you're talking about earlier. It's the physical manifestation of Absolutely. the body being out of balance, both, you know, whether it's with itself or through work and purpose and such like. And I find purpose really such an important part of resilience, knowing who you are and where you're going is a really important, um, it's, a part, it's a part of aligning your, your sort of cognitive toolkit really in a way, isn't it? Absolutely. And that's the fulfillment within. Otherwise, there's a big hole in the individual as mine was the exact same situation. I felt like there was a big hole on the outside. My world was beautiful, a great husband, beautiful children, a wonderful home, cars, light, the LA lifestyle. But on the inside, it was just, it felt like a big, deep hole. Yes. And it's, and it's, and it's a peculiar thing, isn't it? When people look at another person's life and they often think, you must be happy. You have all yes. the material possessions. But actually <laughs> keep, and it's one, of the, it's one of the challenges in terms of helping other people where you look at someone and think they're fine, but actually Absolutely. inside they're not. And we need to pick up that sort of, that, um, that ability to care enough to actually look at another person and be slightly less judgmental about their lives. Absolutely. And I often find myself you know, addressing this with my clients and, you know, each individual as they come in, they think they're the only one in the world that are experiencing these things because they look at others. Oh, they're successful. Oh, they're in Hollywood. Even my celebrity clients, they think, you know, the other friends that they have in that, in that world, they're doing amazing, but come to find out that they really aren't a lot of times especially due to our social media, there's a lot of illusion out there that seems to force people to think that everybody else is great and they're the only ones in in the deep, dark hole, which it's absolutely not true. And I find in the past 10 plus years that I've been doing this, the link between every single client that I've seen, thousands of them over the years, is always it comes down to lack of self-love and lack of self-worth. 
yes. which is, it's, it's powerful. And it's, it oftentimes just blows my mind that we all have the same obstacle in our way that we forgot who we are. Yes. And, and, and I like the way um, I was looking at your website earlier, journeystoheal.com, and you talk a lot about energy. And I've always been a big believer in the power of, you know, fundamentally as human beings, we are simply energy. And um, mm-hmm. if you're going to be resilient in life, it's, it's about managing that energy to have enough for the journey ahead. And um, Absolutely. And Absolutely, and it's fascinating, isn't it? Because we sort of, we sort of, um, we don't look after ourselves, don't we? We, where do you think this lack of self-awareness around energy comes in our lives? The lack of self-love or self-awareness just simply comes uh, a lot of times from childhood, because right. as you know, many of us, our parents did not get training. Babies are not born with a book that says this is how they need to be raised. So, the the biggest part of of our foundations is the first seven years of our lives that when we're born we're born as a clean slate and and all these although past lives can determine a lot of things as well but just for the sake of this lifetime the first seven years we just absorb so much information just as is because the logical brain the ego is not developed until seven to nine years old. And so the first seven years of our life is the foundation of our beliefs. And our beliefs consist of us forgetting who we are and turning into, you know, our mother has these fears and limitations, our father has these fears and limitations, and we absorb all of their limitations and fears, and they become our beliefs. And of course, I'm not saying that every parent has only negative beliefs, there's also empowering beliefs. But more more so, the negative beliefs tend to take over the empowering beliefs, and it pushes or forces the child away from their truth. Because when you really look at a child seven years and younger, they're truly resilient i mean they they're incredible they're free and they believe truly believe and understand the power of who they are and that they can be anything but as they grow older and parents so many of my clients address this that you know i had my dreams because i i take my clients back to their childhood or of who they were and what they wanted to be but i oftentimes hear oh my mom said you can't make money doing that oh my dad said there's no money in that and so we tend to move away from who we are thinking that the only safety and security we have in the world is to have money but money is great but money too is energy and it can do great in the hands of a good person and it could destroy in the hands of the wrong person or the wrong choice i don't even want to say the wrong person because there are no bad people there's just bad choices it's do we function from the ego or do we function from our higher self that's that's right and and there was so much research pointing to people who won loads of money or through lottery tickets or whatever yeah just being equally as miserable as they were before they Absolutely. had the money. The money itself isn't the solution. And, exactly. Um, and I, th- I don't think people understand that because the pursuit of money as a goal is, is yeah. I mean, for some people, it, it's actually fine, isn't it? But for, for a lot of us, it's a problem. And, you know, I was very taken by something you said earlier. And it's something I hear so much, particularly from people in the US, which is this idea that there doesn't seem to be really much expertise and parenting it sounds like mm-hmm. we've got a generation of parents possibly my generation of parents who who've been quite unskilled at bringing people um, right 
up with appropriate levels of self-esteem. And I wonder, right. if this, I wonder if this is a generational thing and whether we're getting better as parents over the course of time or, or, or you're seeing any... Are you seeing any? Are you are you seeing any sort of room for hope in the way that we're parenting people? Well, I, I know. I mean, since I've been raised very differently, I see the way children are raised. I pers- personally, the way I'm raising my children in the states, I was not raised that way. I was very mm-hmm. much raised with the tough love, and I don't raise my children that way. But I also see that it it can they. Too, too much of anything can always be bad. If yeah. we're too tough on children, it could cause a lot of limitation and lack of self-love and self-worth and pain and suffering as it did to, for me. But then on the other side of the spectrum is also not doing enough. Yes. And so children nowadays, I'm noticing the millennials and, and beyond, and my children are teenagers now, I'm blessed to have found this world that my kids are being raised in balance, but I'm also noticing so many children in my practice as clients who are struggling because they were pampered as children and now the real world responds to them differently than their parents did. And now they can't handle the pressure and they yes. can't handle and everybody's quick to, you know, feel the anxiety, the depression, or, or even the thoughts of suicide, which is just, it saddens me because I realize that, you know, yes, in a way, the, of course, the way I was raised was not right, but I feel like it toughened me up for the world in a sense. Yes. So we can't have to any of the extremes as a society. It is so important for us to find that balance where children are not hurt, parents are not hurt, because it's heartbreaking on a daily basis to hear what happens in our country that there's shootings in schools on a, basically on a weekly basis. If I'm you know, not over exaggerating and children taking their own lives for no reason. Life is just so precious. And it just, it breaks my heart to see this happening in our world. Mm. It is interesting how the rise of whether, whether there's a rise in suicide or whether it's just a a rise in the reporting of suicide is right. It's particularly um, common in children and men as well as, you know, that's something that's particularly, maybe that's a, because of the military aspect of things. And, and mm-hmm. what I find interesting about um, your world is that you've, you've blended together quite a range of therapies. You've, um, uh, you know, normally I talk to people who are either on the sort of uh, traditional side, the complementary side of therapy, or mm-hmm. the, in the inter- alternative world, but you, you sort of straddle both areas. Can, can you sort of little, talk a little bit about your, your approach? Uh, I'm quite interested in the fact that you're doing things like energy and angels and such like, as well as the more traditional hypnotherapy and such like. Well, is, is, that, is that a deliberate thing or is it just about finding an appropriate solution? Right. So that journey, again, began 10 years ago when I started this world and I wanted to combine the two worlds, Western and Eastern, in a sense, meaning the the psychology and and this, you know, the spiritual and the natural and, and the alternative. And so that being the key, I always, when I was in school, realized that I was never going to be specializing, quote unquote, on one thing. Although 
I cannot tell you how many of my supervisors and teachers and uh, at school would tell me, you need to specialize in something, one thing, and then you just, and I just couldn't find myself to, to force myself to do that. And, um, a gentleman that I went to many years ago to read my palm, actually, he was seven, he's seven generation, um, palm reader. And he looked at me and he said, you're a combo healer. And that has never left my mind, my heart, my energy that from that moment on, I knew that I wasn't going to choose and I was going to combine many of these healing modalities. And I've been blessed and grateful to have been a part of my client's journeys because like my clients call me, you know, it's, it's like a one-stop shop kind of place yeah. where my clients come and they can heal many layers of their lives. It's not just one thing. So combining these techniques, although I don't go with the psychology aspect of it, I don't diagnose my clients, I don't judge, I don't label, because to me, judgment and labeling only limits us. It doesn't empower us. And my goal really a journey with working with my clients is to empower them and give them wings so they can remember who they are and therefore hypnotherapy breath work and EFT emotional freedom technique and NLP neurolinguistic programming and I coaching as well the combination of these techniques really help my clients work from different aspects and really attack the illusion from different areas instead of just with one, because again, we cannot be naive to think that these intelligent energies that we are, I mean, we're divine intelligence that we're going to heal in one single way. Everybody has their unique kind of combination and formula. And in me combining these techniques, we find the perfect formula for each client. Oh, that's fascinating. I, I, I actually, Totally agree with you. I often find people saying things like, well, you know, EFT, emotional freedom technique, that's, mm -hmm. you know, that's just hokum, you know, that's never worked, you know, that, that there's no, there's, there's nothing in that. And then you ask them mm -hmm. if they've ever done it. And of course, the answer is always, right. no, always no. And then you say, yeah. well, how can, how can you judge something you've never done? And I think people, right. people come, people come very much, if you did, if you didn't, if you didn't call it a name, and you just use use the technique with people. I think most people are quite happy to experience anything. And I've, right. I've used EFT a lot, and people get it as long as they don't think it's somehow an alternative therapy. It's a bit like the angel thing, and yes. I mean hand breath analysis to see you do, and you know that's that's a very legitimate technique, both in psychiatry, never mind alternative yeah. therapy. And mm -hmm. I think I think people can get very hung up on the on the type of therapy rather than. There are just a series of tactics and approaches and processes that can just help right. people. Absolutely. I'm fascinated having just come back from um, Hawaii to see, as always with the Hawaiians, a huge long word. That's almost impossible <laughs> to pronounce. But do tell me something about Hawaiian healing modality. Start by telling me how, show me how to say it. <laughs> it's Ho'oponopono. I know, okay. it's a handful. <laughs> it's, it's to say not it. just a handful, it's a mouthful. A mouthful, all P's, yes. All P's and O's. <laughs> So I, I, I've not come across that, you know, I haven't been in Hawaii, I thought I would have heard more about that. What's, what's that all about then? So Ho'oponopono is a beautiful technique, it's a very simple yet powerful technique, and 
the purpose of that technique is again to help us remember who we are and to clear not only our energies but the energy of those around us realizing that we are collective consciousness and because we're collective consciousness anything that comes our way if it's good wonderful we've manifested it if it's not so great oftentimes people find themselves going why did this happen to me whether it's a job loss or a relationship loss or health loss whatever it is or and even like a flat tire, right? People will be like, oh, why is this happening to me? Instead of thinking, what have I created as far as energy around me that I've attracted this experience? Instead of becoming victims, it's about taking responsibility. So to me, the whole ponopono prayer or, or you know, technique, whatever we want to call it, is powerful because we don't realize that Everything that we do, everywhere that we go, everywhere that we sit, we leave our energy behind. And so having said that, you can go to a restaurant, sit down to have dinner, you may feel tremendous happiness. And then another time you may go to the same place and sit at that same chair and feel tremendous dread or sadness. It's because the person prior to that sat there most likely has left their energy, not most likely, has left their energy of what they were feeling and what emotions they had. And you go and sit there and you just pick up on that energy. So what Ho'oponopono helps us do is clear the energy Fantastic. of where we are. If we're sitting or if you go to a restaurant, you can you know, do it over your food. You can do it over the chair. You can, all you need to do is just even the thought of those words is is powerful that it not only cleanses us and heals us it heals others with us yeah brilliant i'm gonna have um gonna have a good look at that uh, and i and i think it's about keeping your mind open and that's a choice isn't it and i know absolutely when we start thinking about um bringing together your world and mine which is my i work more on the sort of um, uh, um choice world of emotional intelligence and and um and there's a workplace and you've written a book called living through choice so it sort of brings, it brings together both sides of our practice doesn't it so so tell me why you wrote a book in the first place and then tell me a little bit about it absolutely so of course 10 years ago if anybody told me i would write a book i would have laughed and said who are you talking to that's not yeah. a possibility i'm not an author but of course the universe had different plans for me and initially when i felt the nudge that I needed to put. The, the biggest purpose for my book was to really just put the word out there and to share this information as I, I, I would just, the way this book even came together, it was like channeling and, and getting information. Okay, what do I need to talk about? What do I need to say? And keeping it simple because to me, the universe, the divine is extremely simple. As humans, because we have the ego, we tend to complicate everything. So the purpose of my book was number one, for it to be simple for the reader. And number two, for uh, the reader to know that there is hope, there is techniques, there is modalities, there is ways other than just to tr the traditional ways that we've been shown in the world to do things. And initially when I was writing this, I was thinking, and I would always have these conversations with my editor, I was like, 
well, at first when I put my first manuscript in, it was 300 plus pages. And my editor came back and said, unfortunately, nowadays, especially in the United States, nobody has the attention span <laughs> to yeah. read 300 pages. She yeah. said, we have to cut this back. This is multiple books in one. And I said, okay. She said, so what do you want to do? And I said, of course, I want to talk about the modalities that have not only saved me and my life, but have you know helped so many of my clients. And so we just, I, my decision was to really talk about understanding the importance that we have the power within and we have the power of choice. And every moment of every day, we make a choice. And through our choices, meaning the choice to what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, are we going to, you know, reinforce who we are? Are we going to stay a victim in our lives? Are we going to become the warrior and, you know, really take our power back there's every moment of every day is a choice and how we respond to the world around us and how the world responds back to us and so and for it to be really of course uh, easy and simple and to help my readers understand that there are all these modalities that can help support you which i thought everybody knew but it's strange that we have forgotten because these are really not new to our world these are techniques that have been used for thousands of years and we're just returning back to our roots yeah fascinating isn't it and yet we we value the past so much at one level and another and in another way we sort of trivialize it and it sort of makes yeah. no sense it's quite odd and you know i've been looking at the book on uh, on amazon it's very rare to find um, a book with quite so many five star reviews which is <laughs> which is testament to it in itself so the book itself Thank is you. called living through choice transform fears to love and uh, you can certainly get it on the american website uh, in amazon and certainly on the uk one as well so if people would like to know more about you uh, christine uh, how can they how can they find out more about you Absolutely. They're welcome to go to my website, www.journeys, that's plural, to heal.com. And they can also contact me through Instagram, journeys to heal.com, or at journeys to heal, or Facebook as well. Perfect. And you'll find all sorts of information. It's a brilliant site, by the way. Just want to comment Thank on you. the site. And uh, you'll find actually, which we haven't had time to talk about today, and I, I want to be sort of respectful for your time, but there's all sorts of information about retreats. And I've become Absolutely. very, a bit of a fan of retreats. So uh, you've got all sorts of information on there and some very interesting MP3s to help you with sleep and such like, all of which are great for resilience. Absolutely. So journeys to heal, that's H-E-A-L, just to be clear. And um, yes. And um, it's been a joy to talk to you today, Kristen. That's absolutely fascinating. And given that they're right at the beginning of 2020, um, if you had to sort of encapsulate one or two bits of advice for people to make the most of this year ahead of them, um, where, where, would, where would you start with that? What, where would you point people towards thinking about themselves in terms of the, making the most of this year? Absolutely. And this year, as every year, starts with an intention. And I started my intentions for, since 2019. And I've realized that this year is going to be the year for clarity for many, many, many. And clarity really means really by getting back to our true self, which is through self-love. And so I invite the listeners and uh, to share this with their friends and family as well, that this is the year for clarity. And clarity means us truly taking our power back and going after 
what we believe in, what we love, and not just settling. This are really since 2012, since, you, you know, the Mayan calendar ended, they, they thought it was the end of the world. It's really the beginning of our new era of us awakening, awakening to realize that we are intelligent beings and we are here to make a difference, not only in our lives, but the lives of others. So the quicker that we clarify things and, and go after our purpose, the quicker our life will turn from where it is if it's not so great to something that exceeds the individual's expectation. Sounds like a plan to me. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today. It's been absolutely fascinating. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Thanks so much for your time and now you take care. Thank you, you too. Thanks for listening today. You can go to our site qedod.com forward slash podcasts and subscribe to hear other titles in our series. Or you can contact us at info at qedod.com to hear and find out more about tough love, leadership, accountability, resilience and burnout. You can go to our site qedod.com forward slash burnout 2019 to hear and get access to a load of resources to help you manage and fight burnout. And you can go to qedod.com forward slash free ebook to hear more about the fundamentals of resilience. Until the next episode, keep on thriving.